0: Episode 81, Sebastian Meyer. Hey, it's Nikki Llewellyn and you're on Gut Plus Science. This podcast is on a mission to increase engagement at work. And on this show, we equip CEOs and people first leaders of all levels to make impact. Let's get to it. So today we have a strategic partner of mine on a mission to build better workplaces and higher levels of engagement across the globe. He and his team are convicted by their mission. You'll see that. Sebastian Meyer is here from The Zone. Last year, we had his colleague and the founder of The Zone, actually, Liam Ford with us, and his episode was a huge hit. Afterwards, I reached out to see how we could collaborate, and here we are about a year later. The Zone and Gut Plus Science are now partners. We'll get to hear from many of their experts around the globe and on a regular basis the cool part is. It's going to be super colorful and creative because they come from various places truly throughout the globe, many different time zones, different accents that are really going to awaken the show. I am so excited. Let's get to it. So Sebastian, let's kick things off. What is collective intelligence and how does it impact employee engagement?
1: Yeah. So collective intelligence, Liam talked about individual Collective intelligence last time on the podcast, he talked about how, you know, it's not just the head, although it's, it's important, the rational thinking and the processing, but also the emotional intelligence, the gut intelligence, the imagination, creativity, the all different forms of intelligence. If we tap into all of that at the same time, we unlock in collective intelligence for ourselves. What I'm really excited about, and is the the magic of, of of the work that we do, is unlocking that collective intelligence for teams.
0: And I want to get into the the meat of that today: unlocking collective intelligence on teams. So let's start with the benefits of that.
1: So, I mean, the the biggest outcome for me is is that magic that we can spark uh, within teams. It's is the an, a form of intelligence that's. Greater than the sum of the parts. It's synergy on steroids, a solution that no single individual would have been able to come up with on their own. At The Zone, we refer to that as happiness and high performance. People are engaged, motivated, creative. People are at their best. You get better, faster solutions, and there's a real tangible benefit to that. What does that outcome look like? How is it different? Before being a culture facilitator with The Zone, I was actually a sales and marketing leader for a big biotech company. And on the leadership team, we decided to bring in the zone to help us tap into a little bit more of that that collective intelligence. But the result was, was amazing. By discovering collective intelligence and going on to that journey, we learned to work less like an Olympic team where everybody had their own discipline, was very good at what they do, and we're all operating under the same flag. And then switch to operating more like a football team, where we all have our positions and strengths and weaknesses, but we all know very clearly what the goal is. And we all do whatever we need to do to win. If somebody is carrying the ball and trips along the way, <laughs> it doesn't become like the blame game. It's, it's like, hey, let's go and pick up that ball and move it forward. And the benefit of that, I mean, let alone just the, the fact that all of a sudden, we were actually looking forward to our meetings looking forward to get together as a leadership team not just for our own personal agenda but because we enjoyed connecting with each other we knew that when we get together we would be able to share with the team what's on our mind what problems we're facing what's energizing us what's not energizing us and we would get support from the team to resolve that and we would leave the meeting more energized, <laughs> you know, happier with, with more energy than when we came in to begin with on the long term. I mean, we were ultimately making better decisions. Like by collective intelligence, is, is basically making sure that each voice is heard. And by doing that, we, were, we started making just better decisions, faster, and it started to trickle down the whole organization, you know, all the teams that we led started feeling that, and that increased the engagement for the whole business unit.
0: And I'm guessing that the team collective intelligence journey isn't
1: necessarily easy. Getting to collective intelligence is not necessarily hard per se, but it doesn't happen by chance. People have to be deliberate about it because it's counterintuitive. By definition, to tap into collective intelligence, you have to welcome and get curious about each individual voice on the team. And what is intuitive to do or what we've learned in our career and we've all been successful in our careers is to argue our points and win the debate. And we look smart and that's how we got promoted before. So we keep doing that. But unfortunately, that kills collective intelligence. So it's it's just just a different set of skills, different set of behaviors. They're not hard to do, but you need a certain set of ingredients uh, within the team to do that.
0: When you say ingredients, what is that? Like what comes to mind for you?
1: The first thing that's critical to have on the team is you need to have the safety, the safety and the trust within the team for people to be willing to speak up and say what's on what's really on their mind because that might that might make them feel vulnerable. In some cultures that might seem like a weak like a weakness. So you need safety and trust. You need uh, behaviors that, that's more around curiosity, like I said. It's about getting curious for different perspectives and being inclusive as opposed to protection, right, self-protecting. Now, invariably, when you open the door to all the perspectives being voiced, at some point, you're going to bump into different people that have different perspectives. That's just the nature of it. And when you do that, sometimes you can have people that have opposing views, and that can lead to conflict. So it's important to prepare for that.
0: In equipping someone to make this shift and not make it too hard, what kind of mindset do we need to have around collective intelligence to make it as
1: smooth as possible? I already talked about curiosity. The other topic that's hard to differentiate with collective intelligence is is conflict. It's, It's a mindset around what conflict means. Like oftentimes we're told conflict is bad, avoid conflict, or if you have conflict, you need to win. It's about reframing that to hey, if I say A and you say B, shifting away from who's right, who's wrong, and into hey, if you say A and I say B, that means actually we're both wrong. Like we're both missing something. And we're missing a a better, bigger solution that we can call C, that includes both A and B, or both parts of both solutions. And that's an even better solution that currently we're not seeing because we're only seeing one angle of the problem, right? We're all seeing the problem from our own perspective, but it's not the whole picture. So it's, it's really that mindset that we try to, to harness by building more trust, more empathy, and structure around resolving conflict. But it's always about getting curious about the different points of view and having a process to make that happen without triggering people's defenses. Can you share an example
0: of a team that you worked alongside or maybe when you were you know, going through it yourself that thrived through conflict?
1: Well, when I worked in marketing, our job was to create pieces that would articulate the messages of our products as best, as clearly, and as impactfully as possible to our customers. But now we had to get these messages approved by our own review board. And because we're in the biotech industry, The it's, it's quite a regulated industry. We had constant conflict between the, the reviewers and the marketers. And what we were able to get to a point is instead of one side having the, the foot on the gas and the other side having the foot on the brake, we were able to move to a place where we both had the, the gas and the brake available to all of us, and we worked as a team to develop together pieces that were both impactful and compliant at the same time. So it wasn't and or, and it wasn't somebody's job to, to stop it. I mean, the marketers learned together with the, the reviewers what would be a message that would be impactful yet uh, comply.
0: Why wouldn't collective intelligence work for a team? What red flags do you see that you're like, yeah, it, this is just not a good fit, it would not work here? That's a
1: really good question, Nikki. The thing that we see but we don't talk enough about is it starts with the leader. And we have sometimes clients that come to us and and they say, "Hey, I really want you to help my team get better at collective intelligence." But they never say, I want you to help me. And that's, that's, that's a red flag. And then we investigate a little bit more. Sometimes what we find is they want to use collective intelligence or engagement or, or culture in general to control more. They don't want to change. I mean, collective intelligence is about the leader being part of the team, but distributing power amongst the team not hoarding the power for itself. And some leaders find that very hard. So what we need to do there is, is being very upfront with them and say, hey, before we can work with you and the team together, we need to do some work together to see How serious are you about changing yourself?
0: All right. So I'd love for you to share some processes or load up our toolbox, share some concepts to help us unlock stronger bonds and just higher productivity through collective intelligence
1: exercises, if you will, or processes like you called them. Sure, sure. Before we jump into that, I I would ask a question. We just talked about leaders, right? So if you're a leader and you want to reflect for a moment, think about how many times have someone raised a conflict? with me or with other people on the team in the last month, or even in the last week, that will give you a sense of how open people are. And sometimes what we hear from leaders is, well, there's not that much conflict because people are very good. Well, if you have diversity on the team, which you should, people will see things differently. And that's a good thing. And if you don't get people speaking up and challenging each other with different perspectives, that just means you're not harnessing the full potential of the team. Now, when you do have conflict, a simple tool we'll have for that is called, we call it rounds. And essentially, rounds is a structured way to get everybody to speak their, from their perspective in a way that's uninterrupted and creates the space for people to be transparent. And, and you remove the element of, well, only the loudest person in the room gets their point across and everybody else shuts down because of that. But doing that in a structured way in the rounds process just creates safety for the team to tap into that collective intelligence a little bit more consistently.
0: How does collective intelligence impact the feedback process?
1: Mm. I'm glad you bring that up because collective intelligence, it's about content, which we focus a lot on at work. But it's also about behavior, right? So the wrong behavior will absolutely destroy collective intelligence very easily. And feedback goes, goes hand in hand. We're very, very accustomed where it's easy to give feedback to somebody about content, right? Hey, let's take a look at this PowerPoint presentation or, or this product or this spreadsheet, whatever you're, you're working on. And let me give you some feedback on that. We're used to that. We're much less used to give feedback on behavior, right? Hey, when you mm-hmm. spoke in the meeting the other day, you cut somebody else off, and here's the impact of that. The thing that we know about, about feedback is that everybody has blind spots. When people behave in a counterproductive or sometimes even destructive way, they don't necessarily realize it. But if they do get a powerful piece of feedback, it can sometimes change their trajectory at work and sometimes even at home, right? That's what we see a lot is the work we do in teams at work has a ripple effect at home that's sometimes even more profound. So what we're looking for is feedback that comes from a place of care, right? In fact, we say, if you don't care, don't bother. And we want a feedback that's going to awaken a spark of change in their behavior. We could talk about feedback all day. It's such a, such a, a rich, topic. And we know that feedback is the single biggest driver of team development on the journey to collective intelligence. And the key thing about feedback also is to ask for permission before giving feedback. Hey, would you like some feedback? Is this a good time? Okay, here you go.
0: I know that the zone has some newer, I know time flies, but there's a culture book that you all have as a download or something.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. We just published a book called Who's Polluting Your Water? And we're referring to the analogy of, of a fishbowl. So when you give feedback, you can actually actively clean up the health of, uh, of your fishbowl. It's a PDF book. It's available on our website. It's free. It has a couple more tools and processes into it to give powerful feedback and to clean the fishbowl
0: really powerful really really powerful we've got to take a quick break here from our sponsor message today and then we're going to come back to learn more about the personal side of you sebastian with what we call our lightning round we'll be right back if you know me, you know how important it is for me to get fired up and get myself in the zone. When you're at your best, feeling positively challenged and energized, time flies and things just flow. One of our partners on this show is called The Zone. They're a perfect partner because they help you and your team crush your goals by unlocking the obstacles holding you back from getting well and in the zone and as a special offer for just you listeners they're offering 10 free coaching sessions on how to unlock the power in your team so you can claim your spot grab one of those 10 spots at www.thezone.co forward slash gut science forward slash coaching that's going to be available in the show notes all right, we're back on Gut Plus Science with Sebastian Meyer of The Zone, one of our uh, great Gut Plus Science sponsors. And we always love an opportunity to get to know our guests a little bit more on the personal side. So I've got a couple questions for you. The first one's: uh, what is your favorite book, Sebastian, or one that you'd recommend to our leader, listener, audience?
1: Sure, well, a book that really sparked a change for me is called The Art of Facilitation, The Essentials for Leading Great Meetings and Creating Group Synergy. It's a book written by Dale Hunter Stephen Torp, Amish Brown, and Anne Bailey. And that's a book that introduced me personally to the concept of collective intelligence.
0: Number two question for you, Sebastian, is what's your favorite vacation
1: spot? Last year, I went to Tulum in Mexico with my wife, and we had an amazing time. And then how about, what's your favorite hobby when you're not working? When I'm not working, you know, I love to try new things. So last year, I started learning how to sail.
0: Finally, Sebastian, how can our listeners connect with you after the show?
1: It's my name, Sebastian.Meyer at thezone.co.
0: All right. Thanks, Sebastian. Guys, check out the show notes for Sebastian's recommendations and special offers. He's got lots of stuff there loaded for us, lots of offers. So check that out. Here's my truth you can act on today. Teams need safety and trust to truly enable and empower people to speak up. Number two, inspire curiosity to your team members and be a curious leader to consider different perspectives and embrace diversity. Number three, truly have a mindset that embraces conflict challenge yourself? Do you really embrace conflict? Do you really believe that it's a powerful thing to fail forward? And number four, do you have a framework for feedback, especially to give feedback on behaviors and to come from a place of care to truly awaken change as Sebastian talked about? So hit up Sebastian. His contact information is in the show notes. Lots of resources. You can get a, a one-on-one with Sebastian. Awesome team of people to be able to help with all of the things talked about in this packed full episode. Thanks guys. And really excited about this new partnership with The Zone.